welcome, and thanks for joining us for this week's episode. My name is Kelly Darty. I want to thank you for all the encouragement that we've been receiving over these last few weeks since we started the podcast. It's been exciting to hear how the Lord is using it in your lives, and I, I just want to thank you for the messages, for the phone calls, for the uh, even stopping me, if you're here in the local area, stopping me if you see me uh, somewhere, and just, just telling me uh, just how thankful you are for what the Lord's doing, and, and I, uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Now, uh, before we get to this uh, episode today, uh, we often cover this, uh, we try to anyway, in our announcements at the end, and I know that some of you probably don't uh, stay long enough to, to listen to the announcements. I know I probably would have a hard time doing that myself, uh, but I want to make sure to encourage you to follow us on whatever platform it is that you're listening to the podcast and also, please, if you have time, uh, leave a review. That would be very helpful for us. And uh, so that's it for the, the pre-announcements. I want to get to, the, to this episode. Our interview today is a little different uh, than what we've done in the past because we're using uh, FaceTime with it. And the reason we're doing that is because the people we're talking with uh, are, are not even in this country. They're not even in this hemisphere. They're on the other side of the world and uh, they've been really uh, gracious to, to deal with the time change. And, and uh, it's, uh, I think it's, it's morning for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're nodding their heads. We'll let them talk here in a second. Uh, anyway, uh, this is James and Amy Wallace. They were students in 2013. And uh, they, uh, they, they, they were not married at the time. Uh, they were dating. But they came and they spent the fall semester with us. And uh, now they're back home, and uh, we're just going to spend some time visiting with them. So, James and Amy, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody from Australia. Hi, Kelly. Good to talk to you today. Hey, guys. Long time no see. Yeah, it has been. It's been a long time, but it's really good to see your faces. I wish everybody could. Too bad this isn't video. They can't see you as well, but it's, uh, it's been neat. We've been visiting a little bit here before, uh, before we started the, the recording for the podcast, and it's been nice to reconnect and hear how things are going with the guys. Um, okay, so they're from Australia, and uh, we definitely we want to get to some of the things that are going on in the country right now. Uh, you guys are going into your seventh lockdown because of the because of COVID. But uh, before we get to that, let's let's introduce you to the listeners so they get an idea of uh, just who you are. And uh, and we want to start that by just hearing how you came to know the Lord. So uh, James and Amy, why don't you guys each take a turn and just just tell us how it was that you came to know Jesus? Sure. Well, um, yeah, we were we were both fortunate enough to grow up in uh, Christian families. Um, speaking for myself, I was uh, in a in a family with Christians as for the majority in the extended family as well. So uh, a, a pretty good network there and um, growing up in church and going to a Christian school for the most part. And um, that was yeah, quite good. I guess for a lot of the time for myself, um, Christianity and, uh, and faith, um, you know, the Bible, Jesus was, was part of life, but it was, it was a bit of a bit of a side note for a lot of the time, I guess you'd say, it was um, it was a, a, probably a background thing, and uh, you know, church on Sunday, that sort of a thing. But not, uh, I guess, relationship with the Lord wasn't uh, wasn't a priority for me growing up. It was uh, more just uh, sort of a, an aspect of life, I guess you'd say. So that uh, that continued on all through uh, through high school, and life was pretty um, was pretty crazy, I guess. For me, growing up, so I never, I never felt the need to really depend on the Lord, and it probably wasn't until um, until after uh, high school when um, I ended up getting pretty sick. I had a little bit of cancer come through, and uh, that was that was a pretty quick process. And thankful I, I didn't have to do chemo or anything like that. But just during the recovery from surgery, uh, that was where the Lord had me just stop. Um, I had to, I had to wait for about two weeks just on the, <laughs> in the bed, just waiting for uh, healing and, and not moving too much. And it was probably during that time that 
forced to be stopped. I think the Lord just used that time to to start to, I guess, um, poke at my heart a little bit more and and get me to start thinking about you know how life looked and questions like what does um, what does life in Christ really mean and um, yeah, again, fortunate enough that um, had some family that had spent some time at the hill. Um, uh, some a lot of family actually, and um, one of my cousins, Justin, uh, he's living over in Texas now. Actually, he'd just come back from from Bible school at the Hill, and uh, just in in talking to me about that, I think the Lord just stirred up my heart in, in wanting to go and uh, to spend that time over there. So, yeah, I think um, we we ended up going together. Actually, I'm sort of jumping ahead in your story a little bit too, Ames, but um, I wanted to go. And I knew that if if uh, me and Amy Daddy at the time, if only one of us went uh, and and come back with probably a different perspective or a different passion um, about about Jesus and the Word, you know that could potentially create a little bit of a divide. But I knew I, I knew I wanted to go. I knew I had to go. So I said to I said to Amy that I wanted to go, and I asked her just pretty flat out if she wanted to join me, if she wanted to come too come and uh, spend a, a semester at uh, Bible school in Texas. And I expected her to say no, but I thought I should ask her anyway. <laughs> and to my surprise, she was like, yeah, okay, I'll come. That sounds good. That's awesome. <laughs> so, it, uh, it, was, it was a surprise, but totally awesome. So uh, we, uh, yeah, we came to Bible school at the Hill together. And we, uh, we weren't married at the time. We were just dating, so... Um, yeah, being there as students, dating was pretty cool. And I don't know, if you're going to do pre-marriage counseling, going to Bible school <laughs> is probably the best way to do that <laughs> together. So that was uh, that was an awesome time. And it was it was at Bible school for me that uh, the Lord just really, I guess, spoke my heart and, uh, and, and led me to a point of understanding that Christ is our life and you know, life life isn't ours to live, but it's his. You know, Galatians two twenty. I think we've uh, we've come across that one plenty of times. That uh, it's no longer live, but it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And pre Bible school, I'd never even come across that verse. Mm. But spending the uh, the time just in the Word at Bible school and learning what uh, what it means to submit to Jesus and to depend on Him wholly and uh, to trust in Him and rely on His grace for your life. It's uh. Man, it's a different life after that. It really is. Mm. And you know when you are doing that and when you're not. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a journey since then and um, just seeing life go from uh, from there and just living life under that uh, new way, I guess you'd say. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been an awesome journey. So that's, um, that's sort of how I became, uh, I guess, um, how would you say? Understanding Christ. Yeah, understanding Christ is your life. That's a good way of putting it. But um, I guess, yeah, it's hard to talk about our individual journeys without sort of crossing over into into yours as well because we've come together. But, um, yeah, do you want to talk a little about yours as well, Ames? Yeah, well, pretty much, obviously, there's similar parts to James. But I just um, just explained that, yeah, similar upbringing to James in that my family was Christian. I was fortunate enough to um, have parents that love the Lord. They, you know, took us to church every week, uh, grew up in a Christian school. Um, but probably what I would add is that as I began to get older, um, I noticed that it was it was a belief that was being lived through my family and it wasn't something that I probably took on for myself. I didn't understand why it was that I believed in Jesus. I believed in him and I believed the stories that I'd heard. Um, and I believe that, you know, he had died on the cross for our sins and that we are saved through him. But it was something that I didn't, I didn't know why I believed it. I didn't know what the Bible had said about things and I hadn't taken ownership for it of my faith myself. And, um, it was like leaving school that you start to understand, okay, who am I as a person? Where do I fit in in this world? What does the Lord have for my life? And, yeah, and I suppose that's when our paths join together and you go on this journey of seeking the Lord and it's amazing where he ends up taking you if you're available to him. So, 
that's, that's probably what I just add to James's story. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Had had either one of you heard? Now, James, you did because you had family uh, that had gone to Bible school. But how about you, Amy? Had did you have any friends that had gone to Bible school before? Had you heard of anything like that? I had not heard of um, Bible school. I'd only heard of it through yeah James's cousin. Justin, and that was when James had started to consider going and was feeling a calling to okay. come here. And um, yeah, but what was amazing about it is I just felt a complete peace. It was, you know, not only was it like, oh, James goes to to, a, um, to America and I'm not there, no doubt. Um, you know, I'll be on a completely different page to him when he comes back. And it was, it was more. I just felt a peace about it. It was just, I think this is where we we needed to go. So it was, it was a complete step out in faith because I knew nothing really about it at all. Well, that's neat. Yeah. Appreciate you guys sharing that. Uh, You know, there's a lot of people that have never even heard of Bible school until they come, you know, until just weeks before they come, I think it is. But uh, so that's, that's neat to think that it's a neat story too, how you guys ended up coming together and James, you calling it kind of a, a pre-marriage counseling time as, as well. I had never thought about that, but yeah, I, I guess it is. It's a great way to, for you. how long did you guys date before you came to Bible school? We had been dating for nearly four years okay. before we came to Bible school. So we were a little bit older than a lot of our cohort when we attended. Um, and then, yeah, we got engaged about three months after coming back from Bible school. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. So, so you got married. When did you get married? So it would have been August 2014. So okay. we got engaged in March and then we were married in August. So what, what yeah. Day? What day done. was it? <laughs> it was the 2nd of August. So it was our winter. Okay. It was the coldest, wettest, stormiest day um, that we had that whole month. Oh, <laughs> that's about the time that we uh, actually on the 16th of that month is when we left his hill my family and I left his hill to go back to Louisiana we were there for six years and have just recently moved back Um, but uh, okay but now your family is is growing it's no longer just the two of you right that's right we uh, we actually had a little boy about seven months ago little Rhett and uh, yeah, he's he's changing the game for sure. <laughs> it uh, changes instantly as soon as they're born. It's uh, yeah, life looks very different. So he's um, he's going really good. I can hear him actually. He's just woken up from a nap now, so he's he's awake. He's keen. I was just wondering about. So, that. Yeah, having a baby in uh, COVID is different again as well. So that's been a whole new experience. Yeah, I, I bet it has. Why don't we talk about that some? Because that's really what was going through my head too, as you were talking about, you know, you know, Rhett only being eight months old. So obviously, he was born during the whole COVID situation, and you know, just so let's let's talk about COVID. Uh, you know, Australia is in the news a lot um, because you guys are going through your seventh uh, lockdown now. Uh, it, it maybe explain to us a little bit what that looks like. What what is life like under a lockdown? Yeah, well, uh, we're definitely seeing a lot of rules and restrictions come through. Um, we're up, like you said, we're up to our seventh lockdown now, and it's been interesting to see that each time they lock it down, the state, uh, the state lockdowns come through. They tighten the restrictions even more. So I know for for our state of Victoria, uh, we've we've had the most lockdowns out of any state in Australia. And they seem to yeah, have a lockdown with a, with a certain set of rules. And then, you know, they, they use that to sort of try and um, bring the case numbers down. And then once they get the case numbers down a little bit, they open it up again. Um, and then that's for a short time. And then another lockdown comes back in. And each time that lockdown comes in, it, it's, the rules seem to sort of get tighter and tighter. So, so currently as it stands, Right now, um, we are confined to our homes and we can only leave our homes for four or sorry, five permitted reasons and that includes essential work and essential work is um, what the government approves as essential. Um, we also can leave for medical, so a medical appointment, 
We can exercise for one hour a day, but it must be within five kilometers of our um, place of residence and um, getting essential supplies, so groceries and, um, you know, medications and things like that. And every time that you leave your house, you must be wearing a mask, whether that's indoors or outdoors, um, and no no visitors to the home. You can't see anybody. No outdoor gatherings. No outdoor gatherings. Playgrounds are closed. Um, no weddings. And no yeah. funerals. So. That's what life is currently like uh, in our state right now. No, I, I and heard, no church. I, uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. That's yeah. We want to spend some time with that. But uh, I heard somewhere, I read somewhere the other day that uh, one of the things that was being considered in one of the states, and I don't know if it was yours or not, but uh, even going to the grocery store, you were not to speak to anybody. It was just. Okay, you're both nodding your head, so that is that is factual. Okay, that on. that was actually in the state of New South Wales. Okay, um, that the was actually put to the people, um, but we are living under very similar conditions. Um, I mean, our state has encouraged. You know, they've just said to people, you can't even go out and watch a sunset out in public. It's don't even gather and and watch that. You know, it's, mm. it's so it's similar rules to that. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's. Um Wow, that's tough. Um, okay, so James, you mentioned just a second ago uh, church, and that's uh, that that's you know, really my heart has gone out to Australia as I've as I've read and seen some things in, in our news here covering what's going on there, and just knowing you know what what you know in Texas you know it's a little different, uh, but uh, but but having experienced a little bit of that, you know, back in the early days of it, I remember what it was like for us to, after seven weeks, you know, to, to get together. Um, but uh, my goodness, uh, to, to be into this now over a year and a half and to, for the churches to be locked down, what, what has that been like? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been very interesting in the in the sense of seeing how the government rules affect church in and out of lockdown because um, each time they do a lockdown you can't meet at all for church uh, as in according to their rules and then even outside of lockdown um, they've got they've often got like um, pretty strict density limits and that sort of thing so for a while there even outside of lockdown, Churches could only meet uh, in groups of up to 25 or up to 50, depending on what the individual rules were at the time. And so you had to uh, sort of do like sign-ups and, and limits and that sort of thing. And even when you could meet, you had to remain socially distanced and everyone had to be 1.5 metres apart and wear masks and, and all that sort of, sort of thing. So it was, it was a combination of, yeah, you couldn't meet at all, for a little bit and then uh, for a little bit you can meet but only a certain number of people and only in this condition and, and et cetera, et cetera, and then back to no meeting at all. And it's uh, it's been interesting seeing how local churches have responded. I think for the main part, um, most, most of the churches seem to not want to set an example of breaking the rules. So it's it's been pretty well followed I think by, by a lot of churches so, and the ones that haven't have, um, have got some pretty big fines so it's interesting to see that coming through So how um, do you know how many times you've actually attended a church service in person in, in, since COVID started? I think in person like at the, uh, at the church building since COVID started I think we've been twice Twice, two times Okay. Yeah, two and- times through um, through various things like lockdowns and um, and the limits and that sort of thing, you, if you couldn't get in the sign up, uh, then you you couldn't go. Plus, I, I guess there was a, a short window where early on with with Rhett being born, we could have gone a little earlier there. But with him, it was uh, it was trickier earlier on. But then, um, yeah, for for the main part, that's been because of lockdowns and that sort of thing. Okay, okay. So, um, it's uh, pretty been pretty tricky to get to, and um, yeah. I think for for most Christians in the state, they just haven't been able to go. Okay, um, Amy, how's that? 
how's that affected? Uh, how do you, how do you see it with you, your your family, your friends? How has that affected things with with not being able to be together like that? Oh, uh, it's it's very isolating, and I think I I speak from also becoming a new mum in a time like this. It's you know you already go through a lot of changes and just you know trying to work out your place when you become a mum and you lose a lot of connections as a new mum anyway, your world becomes very small. And then to top on on that COVID, it's it's amazing how how much you did rely on church connections for, you know, the building up and encouraging of each other. Um, but even just being able to meet a friend and go for a walk or um, even just as simple as playgroup and, you know, Bible studies, things like that. That's that's all been taken away and so you lose that connection with people. And I think what I'm I'm noticing in, in people that I talk to is that that is what people are craving. They're craving fellowship, they're craving um, just that connection with people and being able to encourage one another because you you are just so isolated and you um, yeah, you don't get to connect and share life together. Okay. What has, um, what are you guys, what, what's your observations as far as the state of the church in Australia uh, in going through COVID? How, how's the church doing? I, I would say it's, I think it's going through a shakeup in, in the sense of what, what it is for people in the sense of like now that they can't meet and they're subject to so many restrictions, it's, it's, it's trying to find its place in at what point do we stop going by these rules? At what point do we, do we still continue to meet with each other? I think there are a lot of churches that are concerned about the image they would portray if they break the rules. They, they want to do what the government is saying because they don't want to, I don't know, paint a bad picture of the church because, you know, the media would probably blow that right up. Um, and in a sense, there is that element of, of fear because we're facing massive fines. They, they have the ability to shut us down if, if we need. And I think it, it really is trying to decipher or determine what its place is and where it's where should it continue again under these rules? If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, James, I'm sorry. Were you trying to say something? Yeah, just to just to add to what uh, Amy's saying, I think um, in terms of the the state of the church, uh, I don't even think it's just um, just those believers inside the church, but out as well. Mental health issues have just been going through the roof. You know, like. Um, believers are no different in terms of not being able to meet. Everyone's in that same boat um, as per the rules. So, yeah, mental health issues are, are going through the roof. Like the calls to the um, to the mental health helplines, they're skyrocketing. Like even um, sadly, suicides, they're, they're skyrocketing as well. Even in our shire, we're not even in the city, and in our shire. Um, Suicides are up about forty five percent. Like people are people are really struggling, and I think it's like what Amy said that the isolation is uh, is probably what's driving a lot of that. Um, the isolation and the and the not being able to leave your homes, you can't even get out to just be out. So it's really really affecting people, and um, I think that's yeah, the church isn't immune to that. Believers that are that are locked down too, they're struggling with that, and. Maybe that's part of what uh, is meaning that people are, are meeting sort of, uh, you know, in the underground, I guess you'd say. So, mm, mm. so what, what, if anything, is the church doing in Australia to try and minister? I, I know in North America, at least, and I'm sure in other parts of the world, there's, you know, we're, we're live streaming. We're trying to at least have something where, you know, the, the, the congregations can hear a message all at the same time. Is the same thing going on in Australia? Yeah. 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 So I think, um, they, they have put rules on how many people can 
if, I mean, there was a time where um, they would allow like, you know, four or five people to do recordings for churches so that they could um, present messages and um, church services online for people. Um, but yeah, definitely. It's all just had to move online. So uh, videos, um, uh, home, you know, home church sermons that people can access on the internet. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much all they can do really is just put things up online for people to access when they can. Okay. And how is that, um, how is that going? Is it, is it profitable? Are people, uh, you know, are people encouraged in the Lord with that or, or, or is it lacking? What have you, what's been your observation? I mean, I can only speak from um, the people that I speak to and, um, yeah, the observations from that is that um, it just lacks connection. You know, it, it's not the same. It's not the same as meeting in person. Um, you don't get to be able to converse with others. You don't share life with other people. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's still very isolating and it doesn't feel like you're as unified and you're connected and you don't get that fellowship. Okay. Yeah. James, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think um, that's probably what people are, are struggling with the most. And, um, you know, the, the video sermons are, are great, um, but it's it's not the same as watching that video sermon together as a group, yeah, even. I like even, even if you could meet together and, and watch that video sermon together and pray together and then, you know, Talk about it together, discuss it together. There's uh, there's that fellowship aspect that's uh, that's pretty massive, I think, and it's that's definitely lacking. Yeah, I can I I can identify with that. Um, I've had COVID, and uh, it it's uh, you know when you're 55 and you get it, uh, it can <laughs> it can be a kick. Um, but, uh, and, and I'm fortunate because I have some very close friends who have had it and are going through it right now. And it's really, uh, it's been a very, very unfortunate, uh, experience. I mean, it's really bad. A couple of them have come very close to dying. Um, but my, my point being, uh, having just gone through it myself, uh, you know, there was that, it, there was weeks where I, you know, I, I couldn't go to church, um, uh, just, you know, I was sick, so obviously couldn't go. And then afterwards, just just the fatigue was unbelievable. I mean, I can't even describe it. You know, a friend of mine and I were talking about it, both having the same experience. You, you kind of have to go through it to really understand. Um, but I, rem- I remember uh, going back, uh, I, I preached the last three Sundays, uh, and the the first Sunday back, I just I got, I got up at the podium and I looked at the congregation, and I told them just what a blessing it was to see them, uh, just just to see the faces, to see the people, because it, for for me, there's so many faces in that congregation that re, when I look at their face, I'm reminded of their life, things that they've gone through, and how they've handled those things, and I, it was amazing to me. To, to just experience that and realize how much being in the same room does minister to each other. Uh, it reminds me of what, uh, of what the writer of Hebrews said in chapter 10 in verses 23 to 25. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. And of course, that hope is Christ without wavering for he who promised is faithful and let us Consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And uh, you know, it's it's um, it's a hard thing, you know, because you know the the Lord. This is what this is what God has given us. You know, He has given us the church, the bride of Christ. And, and we are to be together, you know, physically together and, and, and in doing so, encouraging each other. I just, uh, you know, and I, I find, I think that's what just breaks my heart when I think about what's going on where you are. And I know there's other listeners that, that they're experiencing similar things in, in other countries too. Um, and even in other states, because of course we're in Texas and everybody knows Texas is Texas, right? But uh, it, it just breaks my heart because, you know, I just, man, is there a way that we can 
that 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 we can minister to each other? Is there a way that we can, uh, you know, that we can, you know, go beyond just the the the, the video? Uh, and and to encourage each other, and that, you know that's that's something I think we as believers need to be in prayer. Um, I, I was telling uh, some some people the other day. I really believe that the church is going to emerge from this um, stronger. Uh, you know, maybe not numerically, uh, but but just you know spiritually. So much because I mean we are having to think through things that. As believers, you know, as part of the, the of the Western society, we have not had to deal or think about some of these things for, you know, decades, and if not if not centuries, and uh, or a century. But uh, for sure, yeah, and and so it's you know personally for me, it has been really something to go through these things and think through these things before the Lord. Um, just, uh, what, what has the Lord been teaching you guys in, in, in what you're going through? Yeah, I think, um, what you touched on there, uh, Kelly, with, with, um, not forsaking meeting, that's something that's been on our heart for a long time, especially during, uh, all these, all these lockdowns and something that we've been wrestling with a little bit. And I think the Lord's just been, um, yeah, I guess, ministering to us in, in that regard about, um, yeah, what do you do when the Lord calls you to do one thing and the government calls you to do another? That's that's definitely been on our heart and something that we've been wrestling with. And, you know, I guess it comes to that point where um, you have to choose. Okay. And uh, like you said, that that challenge probably hasn't been something that, um, that we've come across much in our lives, uh, especially living in Australia for a long time. It was it was a free country. You know, we were, we were thankful to be able to, Meet together and um, pray together and worship together anytime. That was uh, that was part of the freedoms we enjoyed, and I didn't think that uh, we'd see that not be a freedom in our lifetime, and especially so quickly. I didn't think that Australia would would go that way so quick, but it, it seems to have. And uh, yeah, then you you're left with that uh, that choice and these questions, like you said, that you gotta you gotta start thinking about and, and praying about because all of a sudden that's the decision you're, you're facing. So, mm. Okay. Amy, do you have any thoughts there too? Yeah, it's, it's just wrestling with discernment as to what, what, what is the right thing to do in this situation. You know, you don't want to actively go against rules. You don't want to actively be disobedient. And, you know, there is a, a place for that. But um, it's, it's a hard wrestle when potentially you don't agree with what the rules are placed upon you and you can see that it's potentially more harmful than good and potentially going against what the Lord calls you to do. And so uh, for me personally, um, the words in the Bible about do not fear have just come so more hit home a lot more for me because I think fear prohibits us from doing a lot of things and thinks you know, it stops us from standing firm in truth or, you know, stepping out in faith. And I think there's a reason why the Lord continued to say, do not fear. Um, and that, that seems something that's become a lot more real in my life because of how fear can control us essentially. And if we don't have that fear because we have trust in the Lord, it's amazing how it can become a lot more free, even though, your circumstances aren't necessarily freeing. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I think there's probably a lot of people are that can identify with the things that you've been saying. And with that, you know, I, I, we're left in a wonderful place, actually. Um, you know, so often we say, well, at least we can pray, you know, like that's last ditch effort. You know, I mean, my goodness, you know, we're given the privilege of going before God, you know, the the one who is in charge of all, who is sovereign. And, uh, and, and what a privilege it is because of Christ. You know, Colossians telling us that Christ is the head of all rule and authority. God shows us 
his sovereignty in Christ. He says, just to quote the whole passage there, Colossians 2, 9 and 10, for in him, for in Christ, all the fullness of deity, all the fullness of God dwells in bodily form. And in him, you, the believer, you have been made complete. There's nothing more to add. And he is the head of all rule and authority. Jesus is in control. And so we have not at least we can still pray, but no, we can pray. You know, we let's let's Amen. Let's let, let's go to the Lord. Let's ask him for his mind, ask him for his wisdom, ask him for his favor and act on it. You know, you know maybe, you know, maybe there's you know there there may be things that we don't even see that we should be we should be involved in as believers in the midst of something like this and and but but we haven't gone to the lord we haven't gone to him to ask him lord what what do you have at this moment what do you have for me and and uh you know i really want well, i got to calm down here for a second <laughs> i can see your faces <laughs> this is different you know so I, i'm like i can i, I want to go into a sermon but um you know, I'm, and, 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 you know, there's, there's going to be people that, you, you know, that, that think one way and, and, and people that think another way on how to handle this. But I think all of us should be able to agree that we need to be on our knees and go to God. Ask him in the name of Jesus, the very power of Jesus for his mind, his wisdom. And he tells us in, in the book of James, if you lack wisdom, and I think it's kind of tongue in cheek to tell you the truth. If any of you lacks wisdom, ha, huh, who doesn't? You know, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously and without reproach. He wants us to know his mind. He wants us to, to know him. And, and that's, that is eternal life. You know, according to John 17, verse 3, knowing God and knowing his son, Jesus Christ, that is eternal life. And so we need to stop you know, sitting down and just waiting for some day to come along, you know, heaven, you know, that be our eternal life. When we have been given the privilege of entering into that life right now and to, to begin to know him, begin to grow in him as he works his faithfulness in us, as he shows himself. And so he's not surprised, you know, COVID came and uh, he knew it, <laughs> you know, he knew it when he said, let there be light, you know, he knew COVID was coming. He knew that we were going to have to face these kind of things. Uh, he's not shook. He's got this, and and we need to we need to run to Jesus. We need to, you know. I think this is one of the things that we're going to see as we go as we come through the end of this. You know, as when that day comes, we'll see one of these things that will cause us to grow, to see that COVID had nothing on Jesus, that he he was in he was in charge. He was he's the head of all rule and authority through the whole thing. And it would be sad to think that we missed that, you know, because of, you know, our, our own anger, <laughs> you know, like you're telling me I can't do this, I can do this, you know, that kind of thing. And, but it'd be a shame if we missed out on his, his rule, his authority, his rest, you know, his wisdom, because we were so wrapped up in the way we wanted things to be. So, uh, yeah, I... So yeah, we we need to be we need to go to the Lord together with this. And um, so, I just want to say, Kelly, I completely um, what you're saying has is just really reaffirming what I think the Lord has revealed to me and to James recently. Because um, like I was reminded the other day about how when Peter walked on the water and you know he kept his eyes on Jesus, and then as soon as he like looked at the water and the waves, you know he began to sink and. Um, I was reminded of that recently because at the moment that's how it feels. It feels like the waves are around us right now and, you know, we can become so consumed with what's going on around us. And when we start looking around us, um, it, it, it does. It feels like we're drowning because, you know, we've got all these new laws coming in. There's so much uncertainty about what our future is going to look like here on this earth, you know, even in the next couple of months. Um but I have just been reminded recently to go to Jesus, to keep looking at him. And um, it, it really is becoming so much more real. Like it was real fast, but it's even more real when you're in these kind of circumstances because legitimately we, we have no, we can only hope in him. There's, mm. there's not much left to hope for other than him, you know, and we're so thankful that we can come to him and that he will give us rest. Um, because it can be quite frightening when you look around at what's going on in the world. Um, 
But yeah, so I just wanted to say that everything you're saying, it's it's just really affirming for us that mm. the Lord is continuing to teach us that right now. Mm, it's, uh, it's that first response of going to Jesus and in the face of uncertainty and in the face of questions, you know, you, you feel like you've got more questions than answers about um, what's happening, what's coming, um, how that's going to look. And it's, yeah, it's that first response of going to Jesus every time so that that uncertainty doesn't become what you focus on. Mm. Yeah, I, I appreciate you guys um, just sharing that. I, you know, we're, this is, this is a, an insane time that we're going through. You know, I think, you know, James, you were alluding to it earlier, something like, you know, we, you know, to think that, we, I mean, we never would have guessed that we would, we, we would be dealing with something like this, you know, it's so rapidly that it would happen overnight like this, but um, maybe we should have guessed. I mean, you know, when you read scripture, you know, we, we shouldn't be surprised at how fast things can change. But something that I, I would like to encourage you guys with, as well as all the listeners, uh, for those of us who claim Christ, you know, we I know that we think different, you know, on certain things, how to handle certain things, how we should handle COVID, how we should handle lockdowns. But I, I, there's something I would like to encourage all of us with, that our rest does not come from wearing a mask nor does it come from not wearing a mask. Our, our rest and our confidence, our peace, does not come from getting vaccinated, nor should it come from not being vaccinated. And the, the certainty that we are to know as believers does not come from being locked down or not locked down. My point being is that we need to be careful just where, we, where we're looking for answers, where we're looking for peace and security and rest. Um, uh, Amy, you mentioned, you know, our eyes just, we need to be fixed on Jesus. And that's actually the, the, um, the slogan for our podcast. We take it from Hebrews chapter, um, chapter 12, verse 2. We want to be fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. And the word fixing there means to look away from all else too. We want to be fixed on Jesus, not fixed on whether we should be wearing a mask or not wearing one, vaccinated, not vaccinated, uh, locked down, not locked down. We don't want, that's not where we need to be fixed. And it's so easy for us to be fixed there, to think that that's, that's where the answers are. But we need to be fixed on Jesus, looking away from all these problems, fixed on Jesus. Only then can we as believers deal with all these things that are going on around us. And I, I just want to, you know, these are things the Lord's worked in, in my heart throughout the years, and now he's bringing it about in a practical way with the things that we're dealing with here. And, uh, and I just want to make sure to encourage you guys with this, and, and, and also the listeners. You know, the, the, the main thing with this podcast has been to, to reach out to our alumni and to remind them of the things that the Lord has worked in their heart while they were here at His Hill. And to, to remind them of Jesus. And I just thank you guys for the, you know, the clarity in that, the way you've been, you know, you've continued to speak of Jesus and encourage and, and, and speak of your need for him throughout this, this whole conversation. And uh, that's, that excites me. That really does. You know, as somebody that, you know, your old teacher, uh, to, to see you guys go through something like this and, and see your heart in it, you know, be, be encouraged. Uh, the Lord knows, he knows your heart. He knows what you're going through. Uh, he knows it better than you do. And, you know, and, and, and he, he's got this, you know, and so we need to be fixed there. Um, is there, is there anything else you guys would like to share before we wrap this up? I think just recognizing that we know we're not the only ones going through something like this. We know that everybody has been touched by this, you know, in some shape or form all around the world. And, you know, I think it's just, um, it's just been encouraging to see how the Lord has continued to work through this and how 
we we are we are growing in our faith, and I you know I I just hope that it doesn't come across that you know it's all doom and gloom here because there are days where we feel like we don't we don't know what to do, and you know we are very anxious. You know I'll be the first to say that it's 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 very scary times. You know, but we we are growing in Him, and in the end, that's ultimately what He has for our life is to continue to be submitted to him to grow closer to him and to grow in our faith in him and this situation is definitely doing that and in the end that's that's good that's a good thing mm. and so um we we are thankful for that and um we still need reminding to be thankful of that that's for sure but like overall god is at work in it and we can see it and yeah yeah and it's interesting to see um you know what COVID rules and COVID itself looks like across the world. And I think, um, you know, everywhere is a little bit different, but the, the probably um, the, the factor that's the same for everyone, the common factor is that uh, in some form, it's, it's a challenge to your faith. You know, is, is Jesus big enough? Is, uh, is his grace sufficient? And yeah, like you, you touched on Kelly, I hope that uh, that means that the Lord will be, Working in hearts and lives to to strengthen uh, strengthen believers in in their faith in Christ and yeah I guess that's uh, it's part of the response isn't it you mm. you look at these problems and you you can run to Jesus or you choose not to so that's um, that's going to be interesting to see and that's the encouraging thing to see when when people do run to Jesus in these things and yeah that's going to be uh, it's going to be a challenge to to faith in a lot of ways I think and especially as as rules like believers not meeting continue, I think that challenge probably continues. So, and I hope that in that in going to Him and in in Christ that we can be strong and courageous, and that we don't cower away in fear. And yeah. whatever that looks like, I'm not sure, but I think you know the Lord in Him we can be strong and we can be courageous and we can be bold. That's and right. the need to stand on truth never changes. That's right. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but there was a, a, a major Thomas once talked about that. You know, the truth never changes. It may be perverted. I'm going to mess this up. It may be perverted. It, it, it may be uh, fought against, but it, it never, it, it never changes. And, uh, and then to find, you know, where Jesus says, I am the truth. So, you know, we need to start with him. If we're going to know the if we're going to know what's true in any situation, I believe we need to start with Him, uh, being fixed on Him, and, uh, and 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 asking asking of Him. And uh, you guys, it's been a just really been a, a pleasure to to sit and talk. You're making me miss you. <laughs> it's just uh, thanks a lot. You know, I'm just you know, it's <laughs> oh, like, we, we miss all you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope I hope when this is all over with, you guys can uh, can can uh, come. Come up and visit us. It'd be good to see you again to bring Rhett so he can see the family growing. That would be awesome. Now that you have a cousin that actually lives here in comfort, you know, that would be, you, you got to come up, you know, you, you got to come, you got to come and see Justin. Man, we missed you guys so much. We, uh, we think of you guys all often and uh, yeah, we, we look back on that time at the Hill really fondly. It was, uh, it was a great time of our lives. We missed you guys heaps. Oh, that's, well. Um, now, how is you know, I think it's pretty obvious what the answer is to this, but maybe there's there's more. So I want to ask you, how can I and the listeners be praying for you guys? I think, yeah, probably like we touched on the um, just just the the everyday basics of encouragement in the faith, um, encouragement in um, yeah, in being able to uh, to still encourage each other, minister to each other in a time where it's hard to physically meet. And if you do, it's um, under some tricky circumstances. So that's probably a, a big one for us, um, the encouragement and yeah, the discernment and clarity for what the Lord would have for us and um, what what meeting together looks like uh, as as the, uh, the situation unfolds, I guess you'd say. Yeah, and I think just his discernment and wisdom in – in whatever decisions we're going to be faced with in everyday life um, and for what's to come, 
just that he, you know, we will be guided by his knowledge and his, his wisdom. Okay. Well, this is, you know, we're, the podcast is new and I'm just learning how to use all this equipment and uh, this, so this has definitely been different, but you guys have really made it uh, a pleasure. It's really been enjoyable for me. Uh, also, the visit we had before we actually started the recording was just really neat to, to sit down and talk with you. But uh, let's, let's finish uh, with me uh, leading us in prayer, if you don't mind. Awesome. Father, we come to you acknowledging that you alone are sovereign. There is none like you. You have got, you've, you've got it all, Lord, in your hand. And so often we confess that we lose sight of that. We, uh, we take our eyes off of your Son, through whom you show yourself fully. And we get caught up with the circumstances. We get caught up with our emotions. We get caught up with our fears. We get caught up with our demands and our, our expectations. So, Lord, we, we ask for your wisdom, thanking you that it's your will that we, we know your wisdom in just how to, to face these things, specifically praying for, for both Amy and James now, Lord, asking that they know your wisdom there in Australia with dealing with just just the whole COVID situation and the way the churches are locked down and the way society is shut down. And just, Lord, we pray they know your wisdom. They know your mind for your glory. We pray they know your wisdom, your peace, your encouragement, your joy, all found in Christ. We thank you that this is what you have for us as believers because this is what you've created us for. This is what you have saved us for. And so we're thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, guys. Amen. I Thanks, Kelly. greatly appreciate it. You guys take care and stay in touch. Will do. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the call. It's good to see you and good to talk to you. All right. Thank oh, you, Kelly. There he is. <laughs> Great timing, huh? He just, he just made it through to the, uh, to the end. That's awesome. Okay, guys. Love you guys. Thanks for being available like this. Bye-bye. We are just six days away from the start of Bible school. Our second year students are already here and helping us get things ready. Please pray that all our hearts be ready for what the Lord will do the next nine months. Remember that the dates for this year's Thanksgiving conference are November 23rd to the 26th. If you're not able to attend, make sure to watch the sessions online. If you're interested in having any of our teachers come and speak at your church, home Bible study, or any other event, just contact Kelly at kelly at hishill.org. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And you can also follow us on Instagram at the His Hill Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode with your host, my husband, Kelly Doherty. I'm Arlene Doherty reminding you to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus.